What's going on, guys? Welcome to today's episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I'm your host once again, Jared Hamilton. Thank you so much for listening in. Today, I have a really cool guest for you guys. I got a hold of my buddy, uh, Mini Hulk, or Vince Brasco. Um, So if you're not familiar with him, Vince will get into his story here in a minute, but you really need to listen to this because too often you guys get all, all upset when you think people are in the gym judging you or you think you've got some limitations that... Um, you can't do or like, oh, well, my back hurts here, my shoulder hurts here, or I don't know how I'm going to make this work. Or what if people look at me? What if I'm not doing it? Or all all this crazy stuff that you guys tell me about every day. So I wanted to get someone on here that you could relate to that's got that kind of stuff going on 10 times worse than you. And that way you can learn what they do and take the principles that we talk about and apply it to your life. Because uh, Vince will get into his story here in a second, like I said, but Here's the thing, Vince it literally should not be doing anything. Vince has had like 15 back surgeries. He's strong as an ox. He looks amazing. He's a competitive bodybuilder. He hangs out with like all these bodybuilder Olympians all the time. And he's built this crazy brand called Mini Hulk. He's literally taken every shortcoming and struggle he has and made it a complete strength. He's taken every weakness he's had and literally not just like gotten it better, but taking it and made it to a complete strength. Because if you don't know Vince, he's got a really specific case of dwarfism. He's four foot two and weighs a little over 100 pounds, but the dude still lifts. He still competes. He still looks amazing. Dude lifts more than most, you know, two, 300 pound guys I know. And he's four foot two. Like he's amazing. And I wanted to get him on here and have him talk to you guys about some of his limitations and what's happened in his life and how he's been able to overcome those things and basically learn to just own his life and own his shit and live his life. Because a lot of you guys aren't. A lot of you guys are so worried about what someone's thinking in the gym or so worried about, um, you know, finding an hour to to train every day or whatever the case is. But you really got to take a certain level of ownership with everything. And that's what Vince talks about. So let me get Vince on the phone. I hope you get a lot of value from this. What's up, man? What's up? How are you, dude? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for hopping on this, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Awesome. You can hear me okay, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome, man. So how are you? How are things? Busier than heck. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) I mean, it's a good busy, though. I um, Today's an off day of training, but tonight I have to, around 4.30, I have to go with our therapy dog team to Hempfield Manor. And nice. then around six, I have the shelter. I volunteer at the shelter every Thursdays. That's the dope. animal shelter. That's awesome, man. Thank you. You like doing that? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's like it. So many animals need help. It's ridiculous. Some of the stories that you read, some of the things that you read on, like what people do. It's like you just got to give back and ask for nothing in return, but anything like that, you know. That's sick, man. That's that's amazing. We have uh, we got two dogs. I have my little pit, okay, um, Remy. But we got and um, I got him from a shelter. Gotcha. But nice. We, um, we got another dog, uh, my shepherd. Uh, her name's Nika. We got her off of uh, a farm that just kept her locked in a cage. Oh, geez. And and uh, and like just like the little bit of not very niceness on that end was just infuri- infuriating. I can't imagine yes. some of the stuff you see. Oh, it's like. One of my best friends actually just got he got um his two dogs from puppy mills. So oh, wow. it's like 
how can you like how can you treat animals like that you know mm-hmm. like they're just there to give you love and support and people treat them like that yeah it's ridiculous it really is i mean that's why i do what i do i i firefight i help your rescue animals i volunteer at the shelter i help three rescues as of right now i'm starting search and rescue again too it's like come on do what you can yeah that's amazing man Thank i had you. um i uh I, I love the, 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 a lot of the science and psychology behind search and rescue dogs. Yes. I had no idea until I learned a little bit more about it. Yes. It, it's insane what those dogs can do. It really is. I mean, to be honest, they can literally pick up a scent and find an animal. I mean, find an animal or a human being within minutes of just picking up that scent. I bet. Now, is this part true? This is what I was always told. Um, yeah. Is it true that when it comes to search and rescue, there is uh, on the team of people with yes. the, that search and rescue dog, that one person's sole job is to give that dog a toy as soon as they find the person? Yes. Or, it's almost give them a toy or give them a treat because that's that what they're looking shows, for, right? Yeah, exactly. Because they're looking for that person. They're looking for that missing because sometimes we can have our dogs search for animals or search for humans. Which, awesome. kind of, which sounds kind of crazy because let's say you have a senior dog that's blind. You can still have a dog out there that can pick up on the dog's scent and still find that dog. That's crazy, man. Or even let's say we have somebody who ventured away from a retirement home or let's say there's some kind of person who decided to go missing. Get an artifact of their clothes, have that dog smell it, boom. That's crazy. I had because I had it was in a it was one of my college classes okay um, way back when and they were talking about they brought in a dog trainer and talking about search and rescue and yes. dog psychology but I I thought I was always always wondered how they had a dog that's like okay go chase this person go find them but yeah, when, when in reality all they think is like oh no that person has my toy I want right. my toy and then they go find them <laughs> it's awesome exactly I mean it's like it's nuts like what we can train our dogs to do I mean that's the what I'm working with Ollie right now my pity he's going to be learning search and rescue sometime soon too. And he's also going to be learning how to become a therapy dog. That's amazing. Pits are like the, the best, the, the, uh, the best dogs ever. Definitely so. agreed. The other thing too, is I don't know if you saw the article within, I think it's within the state of Pennsylvania where I live. Mm-hmm. What is it? Seven dogs or eight dogs are pit bulls that are sniffing out narcotics. Now that's insane. I agree. It's like, yes, pit bulls and all bully breeds can serve a purpose. It's mm-hmm. how you treat the dog and how you train the dog. The yeah. dogs aren't just born to become mean, badass dogs. Right. Dude, it's, I have my, my, my pit literally like he, he, all he wants to do is either play super hard yes. or cuddle super hard. Exactly. Like, exactly. No, no in between. Exactly. It's like it's all in how you train them. I mean, mm-hmm. people don't understand that. Oh, I see a pit bull. I can't be around that dog. It's going to eat my face off. No, no, no. I mean, I'll be walking Ollie down the street sometimes. People literally walk on the other side of the street because he's a pity. I had to say to somebody one day, um, because I'm in search and rescue and because I have a lot of friends who are in law enforcement and family members and and law enforcement throughout my whole bloodline. I had to say to somebody one day, I wouldn't be worried about the dog. I'd be worried about the handler. The person was giving me so much, you know what? It's mm-hmm. like, come on, like, just treat the dog right, treat the human right, treat the handler right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I really wanted Ollie to come over there and eat your face off, I would have to command him to. Yeah. 
Like For it's sure. all in commands. It's all in how you train your dog, treat your dog. If you're going to mm-hmm. smack your dog, it's going to no violence. Yep. If you're going to train your dog properly, it's going to treat people properly. Right. Like For people sure. don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I've seen now, um, I've seen a lot of stuff recently about a lot of uh, police departments yes. are bringing uh, pits on for their canine units like oh yeah uh, i think nypd just brought on uh yes. one or two pits for their for their canines mm-hmm. and sometimes they're better than shepherds yeah like that's the thing that people don't understand pit bulls can still be working dogs oh absolutely like you can still rehabilitate them well man back in like uh when right right around the time we got our pit mm-hmm. um, i was doing a bunch of you know just research on them and stuff back yeah. way back in like the 40s and 50s they were known as the nanny dog they exactly. were like like if you look back at like if you google image search yes um, old, old school pictures like where they don't even smile in them yes. most of the time right by the little kid is a big fat pit bull <laughs> exactly i mean that's the truth because they know how to protect their loved ones yeah but they also know how to work for them too yeah 100 percent. like i mean if somebody so i have a story for you i yeah. was at my best friend's office one day Somebody came onto the property. I had my Ollie with me. Somebody came onto the property that they did not like. Um, they always say profanities, bad, awful things to the owner who is like a mother, second mother to me. Oh. Um, Ollie sensed the negativity coming from the guy. The guy had another dog with him that was, uh, I think it was a husky, mm-hmm. a big husky. Ollie literally got up on his back feet, started showing teeth, all his hair went up. And started growling. <laughs> the guy left really quick. I guarantee it. Because Ollie wanted to protect me, not just myself, but everyone who was around me. Yeah. It's like that's what pit bulls know. They know how to protect, but they also know commands. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I've never I've never had a dog. Because mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, I we had all sorts of different dogs. Yes. Um, and I've never had a dog that made um, such conscious eye contact and yes. pays so close, so close attention to my words. Mm-hmm. If I can, I'll like look at my little guy's name's Remy, and I'll okay. be like, "Remy, hey!" And he'll like turn around. And I've never had a dog make such intent eye contact, waiting for a command. It's, yes. it's ridiculous. I love it. It is freaking awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but um, yeah, man. Well, this uh, what I would love it if you would do that way. Um people uh listening when i publish this episode yes uh, just tell a little bit more about who you are okay um talk about mini hulk talk about kind of because you're anymore a pretty prominent figure in the fitness and yes. bodybuilding space thank you um and, and honestly dude like i've been i've been like when i go to like the arnold classic or different expos i'm mm-hmm. um, like years i'm like man am i gonna see mini hulk around here where's that guy where's he at right <laughs> <laughs> i love so, it awesome. so talk talk about you mini hulk kind of where you're at and a little more about you okay definitely well, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I've been here my whole life. Started Mini Hulk. Oh, geez. Uh, my major back surgery was 2007. I believe I started Mini Hulk in about 2005, 2006. The reason how Mini Hulk got started is I've had 15 surgeries. 2007 was the major back surgery to where I almost lost everything. Mm. Doctors said to me, Vince, you're done firefighting. I'm a firefighter still. Vince, you're done firefighting. Vince, you're done training the way you train, which is insane. <laughs> I train very crazy. I mean, I bet. you see I've that from videos, the videos. Dude, you're an animal. Thank you. I mean, and I look at him. I'm like, bullshit. You're not going to tell me what I can and can't do. I basically told him. Good. <laughs> months later, I proved him wrong. 
I, whenever I'm in season and training very heavy, I can train bench press about 225 pounds, which is a warm up for me. I do that for about 10 to 12 reps. Bench press, incline. I max out at about 315. Now what? Now for people listening who have never who never mm-hmm. seen you, what are tell, what are your stats like height, weight, okay. all that mess? So I I'm about four foot two. I weigh about a hundred to one hundred three pounds on in my whenever I'm competing. In my off season, I weigh about one hundred ten. I have the type of dwarfism which is called achondroplasia. It's the most common. Whenever you see so- someone with achondroplasia. They have shorter arms and shorter legs, but if I'm sitting next to someone who's average height, I'm going to be the same size as them because mm-hmm. I have the same size torso. So, so you being able that, that the reason I say that is because mm-hmm. you've been able to put up those kind of numbers. Yes, with just your body weight being mm-hmm. a little over 100 pounds. Yeah, and it, that's that's insane. That is like thank you. Because I, I know dudes that would be like, man, I just like to hit 315, and they mm-hmm. weigh like 300 pounds. Right, like. Like, like, actually, if you want to go pound for pound, a good buddy of mine, he's about 6'3", around 300. Okay. Um, he just reached his 405 benchmark. Nice. Okay. But, and you're 100, a little over 100 pounds, putting up 315 for your max. I mean, yes. you want to talk pound for pound brute strength, mm-hmm. that's insane. Yes. I mean, it's like the biggest thing that people don't understand either is whenever you have a goal in mind, whenever you have a dream in mind or anything like that, you're going to see it from the post I just did last night with a very good friend of mine, Sean Roden, who just got Mr. Olympia. It's all in your mindset, whatever you want to do in life, whether you want to be that freakishly strong person, whether you want to have an amazing physique, you want to be that inspiration. It's all in your mindset. I mean, I don't care if you've had 15 surgeries. I don't care if you have a disease or anything like that. If you have that mindset, you can do whatever you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. That's like, I forget his name. I think his first name is Nick. He has no limbs. Yeah. I mean, the dude is freaking incredible. He inspires me daily. He inspires oh, millions daily. What's What's crazy about Nick, I, I can't, uh, I can't pronounce, I always butcher his last name when I try to pronounce so it. So do I. Um, but no, he actually, um, he ha- he did have his other arm, but when he was like, uh, a young kid trying to mm-hmm. be on the wrestling team. Um, he basically, it was getting in his way and messing with everything. So he convinced his parents to have the doctors cut it off. Yeah. Like it's like, like it, it's insane. <laughs> seriously. I mean, if you got a dream, go after it. Don't let anyone uh-huh. tell you what is possible. What isn't. He's the prime example. Yeah. So am I, I mean, my people like us, we don't like to be told the word. No. Mm-hmm. Like basically I'm going to look at you. If you tell me the word, no, and if you're 100% serious, and if you're being rude, I'm basically going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Yep. <laughs> like, bottom it. line, I mean, my coach, my old coach, who I'm still very good friends with, and still, he's a very big inspiration to myself, Guy Sisternino, has a shirt that says, I forget what it says, but it basically is unfuckwoodable. So it's like, that's the mindset that you need to have. 100%. I mean, I'm four foot two. But if you tell me I'm not going to do something, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. Like, that's bottom line. I love that, man. Well, and honestly, that that ex- this exact reason is why I wanted to get you on the podcast is because mm-hmm. I see so many people, a lot of my client base and just people who follow me and talk with me and whatnot, everyone lets the smallest bullshit, little yes. excuses like, I don't have time. Um, 
oh, my back hurts or uh, I'm a busy mom, I'm a single parent, I'm in school, whatever excuse someone wants to use for trying to validate fail- failure. Um, right. I, I, it's, it's crazy. Like, um, here, I'll give you an example. Um, I walked into my gym. I live in a little town in Indiana. And okay. I, I walked and I work out of, a, out of a mom and pop. So it's not like a big franchise or anything. I, I just like, well, mom and pop gyms better. Um, and I walk into the gym and I see some bigger fella over that I've never seen before. Hitting, mm-hmm. He was like hitting 350 for reps, just like, okay. bop, 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 yeah. bop, like after enough where I like, well, I was like, oh, damn, that's pretty neat. Right. And I got a little closer. He had one arm. Exactly. He, he, um, he was a veteran that got blown up and okay. um, half his arm was missing and he had some weird uh, prosthetic clamp, weird looking thing. And him and I got talking and he goes around and does, goes to schools and events and uh, talks to kids and stuff. And in our conversation, I said, oh, oh, wow. Because I was like, I walked over. I'm like, dude, what happened to you? Like, yes. I want to hear about this. Yes. And uh, and I said, and he told me a story how he got blown up overseas and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And then he's doing this stuff. And I'm like, so my shoulder pain I bitch about is kind of kind of me just being a pussy, isn't it? He's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> it's like the other thing, too. I don't know if you've seen him or heard about him or read about him. Ollie, get out of here. Um, Brandon Rumbaugh. Brandon Rumbaugh is a double amputee of his legs because he actually got blown up, too, mm. in Afghanistan. The dude travels, speaks, and he still fucking works out. Yeah. He doesn't care what people think. Because people have told him before, you can't do that. Like myself, that's why me and him became close. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you went over to serve your country. He doesn't ask for doubt validation or anything like that. He just does his shit and leaves. Yep. Like, too many people nowadays, I mean, I'm 26, 27 years old. Mm-hmm. It's like, too many people nowadays look for validation and they also look for pity. Your fuck your pity. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't care. Like, come on. Just do the work. Don't look for anyone who is going to reward you. Thank you for anything. Just do your shit and leave. No one owes you shit. One of the best, exactly. best statements I've ever heard. No one owes you shit. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's like, like I told, his name is Gage. He is, oh, I have to think here. He's... I think he's between 12 and 13 years old. Mm-hmm. He has dwarfism just like myself. He wants to be just like me when he grows up. That's sick, man. Hearing things like that make you want to be the better person, too. Absolutely. That, but make, that, makes you feel good. that makes you feel really good, I'm sure. Yes, thank you. I had to remind him that dwarfism, people are going to stare at you. People are going to point. People are going to bully you, which he gets already. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to take the high road. You need to thank them for being a bully. This might sound fucked up. You need to thank them for being a bully. But you also need to keep that smile on your face because they're the ones that make you stronger. Yeah, 100%. They're the ones that show, hey, I can do this. Hey, I don't give a shit what you think. Hey, I'm going to do this because I want to prove you wrong. You have been a bully to me. I'm not going to be a bully to you, but I'm going to prove you wrong and make you eat your words. Yep. Whether you're staring at me, whether you're pointing at me, whether you are not raising your children right into staring and pointing. Mm. I've actually had to tell a mother before who their child was probably, this is going to sound really sad and stupid, 
but their child had to be maybe eight or nine years old, old enough to understand, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were walking. The child was laughing and pointing at me while I was working at the mall. I look at the mother. I'm like, you raise your child right. You really raise your child right. Your child's going to be an asshole when he grows up because of you. <laughs> the mother's jaw dropped and apologized to me. Because it all falls back on the parenting. Oh, 100%. I, I, just, made, I just made a video the other day um, about uh, childhood obesity and how like, mm-hmm. because yes. I, I've been getting a lot of questions about parents hitting me up. They're like, hey, my kid's fat. How do I make them unfat? And a big and, and the biggest statement I said it, I said it's, it's your fault. It's your fault. Exactly. It's it's your fault that they're fat because you're feeding them whatever the hell they want to eat and you're not telling them no. Yep. Like I mean, <laughs> come on. Yep, it all falls back on the parents. Everything. All every instance like that. I mean, it falls back on eating. It falls back on their mindset of the child. It falls back on how they're raised. Mm-hmm. Because a child can't raise themselves. No. A child does not just get the whole mindset of, oh, I'm going to point, I'm going to stare because I feel that's right. No, it's because you didn't treat treat your child right and how you need to train them or make them grow up. Right. Like, that's bottom line. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I feel bad for the dwarfism community because it's just going to get worse because of social media or everything like that. Yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. But the, the thing that, here's, and here's the thing that sticks out with me um, mm-hmm. that, that, um, how you stick out su- a, a ton to me, and the the biggest reason why I, I wanted to talk about this is not yes. I, you have the the best mindset in the world, and not just because you take this a little bit further than anybody does. A lot of someone, a lot of people have, let's say, an issue, a disability, or something yes. they want to use that as an excuse. And in, in and the best thing to do, like you've said so far, is just basically not let that be your reality. But mm-hmm. here's the thing that I appreciate about you: you take it far enough, and you take that weakness. And not just like make it not a weakness, but you yes. put it in the very front lines and make it a strength. Like not just Thank saying, you. here's my weakness and cover it. And then you're good. Mm-hmm. Like you put that weakness above everything else. Like you, mm-hmm. like people make fun of you for dwarfism and yes. your situation, but you built an entire brand around it called mini Hulk. Like yes, that, that, that's what impresses me the most. And why I think a lot of people could take their lives to so many other levels. If mm-hmm. they literally just took their weaknesses instead of just, trying to cover it, put it at the very forefront and owned it. And, and people could build a brand around it. Like, just like you've done. Exactly. Because I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm not going to say, Oh, a pity on me. Fuck that. I don't want anyone to have pity on me. It's the way God made me. Mm-hmm. And God made me like this for a reason. hundred percent. You can't just sit back and you got to just live your life. Yeah, absolutely. Man. That's, so, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. So here's my question for you. I yes. want to know what motivates you because here's the thing you, you, you talk, we talk about all these people that look to you and get motivated and you're doing all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff. I want to, I want to know what motivates you. Okay. So there's actually a lot that motivate me. I got into the bodybuilding industry right after that major back surgery. Um, I will give you my first story. Did you read my, I don't know if you read my post last night with everyone in that picture. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'll basically say it in this podcast then too so i met sean right after my back surgery and then right after my first show first show i was not happy with how i placed because i thought i could have placed a lot higher but in all regards people who judge don't really know how to judge anybody with dwarfism sure because i'm shorter 
but I have the, all the symmetry, mm-hmm. all the lines and everything like that. I'm just thicker because everything is pushed together. Right. Sean looks at me whenever I'm stepping off stage, all pissy and all mad and everything like that. Says, why are you mad? I'm like, I didn't get the placing that I thought I deserved. He's like, you went up in there. You went up on stage and did your thing, didn't you? It's like, yeah. Be happy with that. A lot of people can't do that. So ever since, ever since then, that's what pushed me to be at my best and never give up. I'm still training. I'm still training hard. And a lot of other things are coming out too with the clothing line. I'm going to be traveling. And yes, I will be at the Arnold again next year. Sweet. So it's like, that's the biggest thing that inspire me. The people that inspire me, I'm inspired by. Meaning like, if I inspire you, you inspire me also. That's sick, man. So that's like, Sean inspires me, but I inspire him. Mm-hmm. It's like a two-way street, you know? Yes. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing. You need to find people that inspire you, but also inspire them. Yeah, that's amazing, man. A lot of people think it's just, and, I, and I've found myself getting caught up in, in that before, in, in that in the past before, where mm-hmm. where I, I feel like it's a one-way street, but it is indefinitely a two-way street. Exactly. Because, I mean, you can't do it by yourself. People are going to push you to be at your best, but you also need to push them too Mm -hmm. because i mean every day is not easy every day is a gift guaranteed yeah i mean tomorrow you could be your last day yeah and you just don't know it you need to thank those that love you you need to thank those that inspire you also like every day i mean absolutely that's what inspires me that's sick man that's that's amazing thank you it's like that's the biggest thing you need to do you just need to inspire those that you need to inspire those that inspire you. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, I talk about this with, um, with my audience a lot is everything Mm -hmm. that you do needs to be in a constant state of gratitude. Uh, Yes. And in, for those that's listening is even, even in the midst of all this, and you and I didn't really talk about this conversation and what we were going to talk about previously. And and you're even Mm -hmm. getting into that. We're showing massive amounts of gratitude and expressing massive amounts of gratitude. And that's, yes, that's so huge. Yes. Because that's like, I mean, Every day is a gift. You can't take anything for granted. Too many people take things for granted nowadays. Mm -hmm. They feel they are owed something. You aren't owed shit. (laughs) Absolutely. Bottom line, you aren't owed anything. Just live your life the way you want to live it. Don't don't live it the way others want you to live your life. Yep. Now, what? Let me ask you this: what What advice would you give for someone listening that's like, okay, all right, Vince, I get it. Uh, This is all making sense. So I, how do I go about, you know, changing my life and getting rid of my excuses? You need to look who inspires you. You need to thank them daily. And you need to just thank them for being in your life too. Whether it's your mother, whether it's your father, whether it's your best friend, your brother or sister, anything like that. Because tomorrow may be too late. Right. Whoever inspires you. I mean... And you just need to take that step. Stop looking at your excuses. Say, fuck your excuses and throw them out the window. Just do the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, with me being four foot two, I can do anything I want to if I put my mind to it. Yeah. I mean, you can't sit around. You can't say, oh, have pity on me. I'm this way. Oh, have pity on me. I only have one arm. Oh, have pity on me. I'm four foot two. Oh, have pity on me. I had major back surgery and I can't do some of the lifts. Fuck all that. (laughs) Do the work and 
don't look for validation. Just do the work. Absolutely. That's what's going to get your goals. That's what's going to inspire others because you aren't giving up. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, excuses. Absolutely. Well, I think a lot of it too is um, what people choose to focus on. Like mm-hmm. no matter how much in your situation, you cannot like if you sat and just bitched, whined and complained and was a little yes. victim about your situation, you, you physically can't make yourself taller. Like that's not possible. No. So exactly. it, it does not serve you to sit and focus on that. And instead right. you, you're choosing to focus on what you can control, which is your effort, your attitude and your data. Exactly. A lot of it, the other thing, the other question that I get a lot on Instagram is a lot of people will ask me if you were able to buy any kind of doctor, would you get your limbs lengthened because they have that surgery to where you can lengthen your arms and your legs? I, my answer 1 million percent every single time is no. God made me this way for a reason and I'm not going to jeopardize what he has done for me. Yeah. The surgery is very painful. I've heard. And why would you want to go through pain just to add a couple inches? Sure. It's not worth it. Use what God gave you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to change who I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. Well, and, and I'm a big believer and I'm sure you are too. And mm-hmm. to getting to, very high levels of success in anything, yes. whether that's um, your physique, whether that's in business or whatever it is, you are going to get these universal tests where you're going to have to prove your effort, prove your grit, yes. prove your relentlessness um, mm-hmm. to get on the other side. Yes. It's Absolutely. true. It's true because, I mean, you're going to have to prove yourself. You can't, you just need to put in the work. Yep. <laughs> Show that, hey, I'm here. You're not going to stop me. Yep. Well, and that's the thing is, is no matter what, that, and this is what I tell people a lot is no matter your situation, no matter what, no matter how terrible or the situation you're in, the two things that you 100% of the time have 100% control of are, are your attitude and your effort. Yes, it's true. Attitude and effort, nothing. And honestly, if those two things aren't in order, I don't think the most, I mean, the best thing in the world will help you. Like, let's even take Sean, Sean Roan right now, the current Mr. Mm-hmm. Olympia. Yes. He he's he's got the most beautiful genetics he's yes. got i'm sure the best coaches in the world he's gotten the best gym in the, in the world he's his life is his body he doesn't have to worry about a lot of other stuff he's in a really good situation yes but if his attitude and effort were not at the forefront he would not be mr olympia exactly that's 100 percent the truth everybody that is the truth everybody likes to focus on um the wrong stuff like that's yes your focus is is your is your fuel and your power and if yes. it's off, you, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have that mindset, he wouldn't be Mr. Olympia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't happen. Now you're like you're almost you're homies with a lot of a lot of these uh, bigger Olympia players, like Flex and you know mm-hmm. Guy and all these other these other big shots. Yes, sir. That's awesome, man. Thank you. I mean, it's like we inspire each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't have my pro card. I'll never get my pro card. That's not the point. Right. It doesn't matter. It's all in how you act, all in how you treat others. And they don't even care. They never will care that I'm a pro. Mm -hmm. I'm not a pro. So it's all in how you treat people. Yeah. I mean, I know Antonio Brown also. That's awesome. It's like, yes, they're high-name people, high-name celebrities, but they don't care. Right. It's all on how you treat them. You can't 
sugarcoat any of that, meaning you can't act differently around them. Mm-hmm. Like too many people do that. Somebody came into the store the other day. Oh, you were on TV. Please just please leave me alone <laughs> because she was being she was the girl was being so freaking fanboyish. It's like, no, but I appreciate your support. I appreciate everything. Just like you got to go. Yeah. Like, no, we don't appreciate the. We appreciate our fans. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't appreciate the stalking. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's not. I've had somebody before. This is how bad this is with me being a firefighter. Stop their car. Oh, it's the mini hall. Can I get a picture? No, I'm surprised. You while while you're like my... putting fires down and stuff like. No, while I was driving. Oh, wow. That's crazy. They literally stopped their car. I'm thinking in my head, wow, you can see me through my 20% over 20% window tint. <laughs> Do you memorize my license plate? Like, Do you know which which window is my bedroom window? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, you know, I have a pit bull, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane, man. Yeah. That's crazy. But I mean, that's the life. We love it. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Cool, cool. Awesome, man. Well, I think we got my listeners some really good value. This is literally exactly why I wanted to get you on the podcast. So thank you so awesome. much. Yes, thank you so much. And I look forward to hearing from you soon, too. Awesome. Um, and then maybe I'll make a trip out to Indiana. We'll get some work in. Yeah, that'd be sick. Now, if um, now where can um, anyone who's listening that really likes the way this is yes. going, whether they want to see more about Mini Hulk or just wants to okay. connect with you and follow you, where can people find you? Okay, you can find me on Instagram at officialminihulk.com. Or not officialminihulk.com, just officialminihulk. I'm sorry. My website is www.officialminihulk.com. My whole bio is on there, too. And you can actually get in contact with me on there. That's sick. So my whole bio is on there. My whole story of how my life is, what happened with all the surgeries and everything like that. That's all on there. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, the main thing the main thing I focus on is Instagram, which is officialminihulk. Just check that out. You can always direct message me. I'm always listening. Perfect, man. Awesome. Well, again, man, thank you so much for your time and being so willing to be so vulnerable on here and, and talk about all this. I really appreciate it. Definitely. I really appreciate this, and I'll be talking to you soon. Awesome, man. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. All right, guys. There you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. I hope you got a lot of value from this. Um, I would actually suggest going back and listening to this episode again because I think there's a lot of stuff that could be reabsorbed listening to Vince again because a lot of the issues you guys message me about, he he literally hit right on the head in, in ways that I can't. So, um, yeah, I just I really think you guys should go back and listen to that again. Be sure and give Vince a follow and interact with him and comment and um, support him and what he's doing. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next time.